host, Rachel and Kate, Spiritual Speak. Hello and good afternoon or good morning, depending on where you are. I'm Kate with Rachel, and we are so excited to be here with you, sharing this time and, and having this conversation We've, um, you know, we're all experiencing the things that are going on in our planet. Even, you know, Rachel and I work with the spirit realm, but we deal with the physical world issues as well. You know, the fear that's going around, the um, anxiety over the election here in the U.S., and and just different things that are happening in the world. And we're here to support you to help make your life easier and to. Today we're going to be answering questions, any questions that you have about your spirituality, whether it be about angels or your guides or how do you know that you're talking to them, whatever it is that you want to ask us, we're here to answer. And I just want to welcome you to today's program and just tell you that we are so grateful that you're here. So Rachel, how would you like to get started? Okay, well, I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the lovely synchronicities and the energy surrounding Samhain or Halloween that we've just experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had a brilliant week run up to that. I actually went up to master level in Rahani Healing. I got attuned to master level on uh, last week. And so many wonderful things have been happening since then. I've, I've lost count, but... Some of the standout ones I've actually um, talked about online on Facebook and, and my newsletter and also on Instagram because when these moments happen, I love to share with people so that they can have a me too moment because we all have these things happen. And sometimes people are like, well, was that imagination? Did that really just happen? You know, and I know you've had some experiences this week as well, past week as well, Kate, um, mm-hmm. on the same line. So. I mean, the energy that we had on Samhain at Halloween was really powerful because it fell on a new moon as well. So that urge to purge, <laughs> which mm. I've, I've actually been feeling it for like the past week running up to that time, you know, not running after people that are, you know, really monopolizing time and, and energy without any exchange. You know, feeling the need to shed things, like material things, that no longer serve a purpose, that no longer are aligned with, you know, what we feel. And I did a really powerful um, drumming meditation, actually, on, on, you know, on Saren itself. And then John wanted to drum as well, my husband. So we both, you know, we had this drumming meditation coming up to midnight. And we know, don't we, that at Halloween we're honouring, if we're looking at the the real sort of ancient Celtic roots of it, it's time to honour our ancestors and to invite them to draw close because the veil is at its thinnest. Now, I felt the veil is always really thin for about a week before and a week after, so we're still within that time frame and things are still happening. So people might be experiencing all kinds of little things happening. But after we did this drumming meditation, I felt my dad in spirit drawing really close. And I also felt that I should choose an angel card. Now, I've got like 200 in a big crystal bowl. 
and I can't see them. All the backs are facing me, so that when I choose one, I'm choosing it purely with intuitive energy. And I pulled an Archangel Michael card, and my dad's name is Michael. (laughs) (laughs) And the message on that card was to go forward fearlessly, and that's exactly what he would have said Mm. in life. You know, he was Mm -hmm. always of that energy if I ever went to him with anything or if I was experiencing a challenge he'd always be the one that would sort of G me up to you know feel that energy and John felt as well that he should draw a card and he and my dad were very close um, you know especially towards the end of my dad's life and he also drew an Archangel Michael card after he drew oh wow so, yeah, that was a really powerful extra hello from heaven as, lo- as well as, the, the obviously, the one I got tuning in myself to Dad's energy. Mm-hmm. It was a really powerful time, and synchronicities like that have been happening left, right, and centre. And I'm sure, you know, for all of you out there listening to the show, that you've probably been having some experiences yourselves where certain things have been dropping into your path, like, you're going to tell us about yours in a minute, aren't you, Kate? You know, the things mm-hmm. that you've been finding. Um, you know, and the following day I drew an angel card because I was, um, I'd just do one every day in the morning just to set the tone for the day. And the next morning I got the teaching and learning card of Archangel Zadkiel and I was teaching all day. It was in the mm-hmm. diary. I was booked to teach. So, yeah, synchronicities all over the place at the moment and it is wonderful and I'm really going with that energy of shedding things at the moment you know situations energies that no longer serve us we can meditate and just use this energy that's around us right now to empower rather than to hold us back Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kate you must share what you've been experiencing in the last few days as well Amazing. Well, first, first I want to share with everyone that I also got an attunement with the Rahani uh, energy. I, I'm not at a master level, of course. I, I, this is my introduction to being attuned to the energy, and what a beautiful experience it was and continues to be. Um, I, I've, I had never heard of the Rahani healing energy until you told me about it, Rachel, and it has been absolutely magical for me in so many ways because Rachel has sent that energy to me, and I think I shared with you, everyone, a few weeks ago that I was in a, a department store, and I was shopping, and I was feeling a little down, and Rachel sent this energy to me, and I did not even know she was doing it at that time, but I immediately felt like I was surrounded by hundreds of angels in this store, and I remember so clearly standing there looking around <laughs> because it was it was it, it was as if I had been wrapped in this cocoon of love and it was just amazing and I felt so peaceful just every cell of my being went into this very peaceful I love everything state and it's very magical so I really want to encourage anyone who's listening that would be interested in learning more about Rahani energy to please do so, you know, and, and check with Rachel because she's got all the skinny on Rahani energy. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful stuff. It's, it's really, I'm just really glad that I was able to send it to you 
because I mean, especially at the moment, I mean, if, if people have been listening to previous shows, they'll know that you, you are grieving um, for someone at the moment. And it's just such good energy to help assist with that, you know, that emotional, unconditional support that comes with it. Because it is an emotionally supportive healing modality um, mm -hmm. that it, it really helps. And I speak from my own experience with it as well. Um, and I'm just really glad that I could send it to you. You know, it's just, it's another string to the bow of things that I'm constantly learning. And I'm, I'm just glad to be able to do it. Just it's to a help real blessing. Real mm. blessing. <clears throat> yeah. Well, those of you who have been, sh been um, a part of my community for a while, you know that my dad passed away. His physical body expired on Halloween on October 31st back in 2005. So this Halloween, I I asked him for a sign. My husband goes, "A sign of what?" I said, "Just a sign." I didn't get what it was a sign for. Just a sign. Just send me a sign. And we just lost um the physical presence of my father-in-law, um stepfather-in-law, and we were very close. And that, that's what Rachel had mentioned, that I've been grieving. But on Halloween, I took the little magic angel feather for a walk out in the green belt. And, of course, you know, the leaves are falling here. And the trees, some of them are shedding their branches. I think they're called self-pruning. But right there on the sidewalk, there was a very large, because just the size, the length of it, a branch. And it was in the shape of a cross. And I I knew I had to pick that up, and I put a picture of that on the on my, the spiritual guidance by case, uh, Facebook, and I also included it in the newsletter. This beautiful branch that's in the shape of a cross, and I I knew that this was a sign from my dad because he liked that song, the old rugged cross, that hymnal, and I, as a matter of fact, I believe that that was played at his funeral. But I picked up this 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 branch in the shape of a cross. And I carried it with us on our walk. And as we were coming back, magic stopped under one of the trees, and I looked up, and there was a little tiny branch hanging there. By There was a leaf that was still on the end of it that was keeping it up there. So I unhooked it, and I, they said, you got to take that too. And I was like, okay. So I, <laughs> I, I have, here I am walking with these two branches, one in the shape of a cross, and the other one has this tiny little leaf on the end. Well, the uh, the cross branch knocked the leaf off, and I was really disappointed in that, but there was a reason for that. The leaf was holding it there so I would see it, but I didn't need the leaf. So I brought it mm -hmm. home, put it in my office. I put the other branch down below it. Put the, you know, the cross is, is leaning up against the bookcase, and, and the little branch is laying at the bottom of it. <clears throat> and that was on Monday. And I was really grateful that Daddy had sent me this beautiful cross. And yesterday, I had lunch with my mother-in-law, and she said, I brought you something. She said, I didn't want you to feel left out on, you know, everybody kind of got something that belonged to Jack, my, my step stepfather-in-law. And she pulled out his cross pen. Now, I worked for Jack for several years. Nobody was allowed to touch that cross pen. 
<laughs> you know, he'd have people in signing contracts or something, and they'd say, oh, can I use your pen? And he'd say, no. <laughs> and they would have to use another pen. No one was allowed to touch Jack's cross pen. And here she gave it to me. And then when I got home, and I brought it in my office here, and I looked over at that other branch, that one that was laying at the bottom of the cross, and I thought, you know, when, I, when they gave it to me, I thought, this is such a tiny little, tiny little branch. What's so important about this? Well, a cross pen is much smaller than any other pen. They're just not as big around. So when you hold it, you know, they're, they're a much smaller pen. And I laid that in front of it, and I thought, well, because it was just holding the space for this new cross pen to come in. But that was a direct sign from my dad that he and Jack are together and that Jack is okay. And, you know, having the eyes to see and and that allowing of the knowing within, then I was able to get that message. And I really want to encourage everyone who's listening to, when you get those signs or or you just and you know have this knowing in your heart that it's significant just be open to what they show you because they'll show you why it's significant it's really important mm. yeah it's interesting actually because sometimes when we are given these things if something is in our path or we notice something we might miss it because sometimes it's something as small as, you know, something from nature that's been given to us, like a little feather or the branch that you found, or the really big cross branch that you found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you might not immediately attribute any meaning to that. But the at this time of year especially, it's extra easy for our loved ones to get signs through to us, in however they are able to do it. So some signs might be big ones you know I mean it's a regular occurrence in my house just purely because there's a lot of spiritual energy around because of the nature of my work but my front door has been opening itself a hell of a lot this week (laughs) with people saying I'm using this as a metaphor to let you know I'm actually here I don't need this door to be open to come in but I'm here (laughs) Um, that's been happening a lot I was doing a teaching session um, yesterday or the day before I can't remember which day and we were doing an opening up to spirit meditation and this was someone who'd never done that before so it was the first time that their loved ones had actually been able to come through and make direct contact in a safe space mm-hmm. and the front door was opening there were noises happening in the hallway as if they were standing there as they can come in now <laughs> <laughs> it was just so powerful and i've got a robin that sits outside my window in the tree quite often and this robin was just he was pecking the window he was jumping around and there's just been so much going on i mean it's um, more so than ever Mm -hmm. so we can ask our loved ones right now you know for the next few days especially they're going to find it easier to give signs and to make contact so ask your loved ones and your ancestors if they can lend you their wisdom and if they can just give you a sign of their support and their presence and their love. And there will be something, even if it's a small noise or a tap or 
a white feather that's in your path that's got no business being where you find it. That there will be synchronicities, there will be occurrences that just happen. You know, like the angel card having my dad's name on it twice. Mm-hmm. You might hear someone's name being spoken by a stranger when you're out and about, and it might be just that you're thinking about that person in spirit at that moment. You know, there's all kinds of things happening right now, so really look, be aware of it right now. Yeah, just be aware. You know, <clears throat> well, I took magic to the groomer on um, yesterday. Gosh, it was just yesterday. <laughs> 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 it seems like it was a week ago. It was just yesterday. And he he had a question for us for today. He wanted to mm-hmm. know how do how do we know we're really talking to the essence or the spirit of someone we love instead of a lower energy that's just pretending to be them and trying to create havoc in our lives. And one of the things that I told Colby, Colby is the guy, hi Colby, um, is that first I always, I always ask for only those of the light <clears throat> to be allowed to communicate with me. And in holding that energy, then if there's a lower energy that comes through or kind of tries to connect with me, I can feel it, that it's in my body, that it's not right. Um, and when it is, then we, when it's the loved one, then we can also identify with that energy that, yes, this is who it is. Um, Rachel, what would you tell Kobe? Well, firstly, it's about what we do to prepare ourselves to only be able to receive those of the light when they come through that makes all the difference. You know, I mean, if someone were to just mess around with a Ouija board or just say, oh, you know, is there anybody there? Uh, No, that's just inviting everybody in and we don't want that. So Mm -hmm. it's really important that you treat your psychic mind like you would treat your body if you were training for something like you know, a sports event or something where you need to have your body respond in the way you want it to and know that it will. So mm-hmm. as we were, if we were going to run a race, we'd be doing training, wouldn't we, to build our body up to that peak fitness. Mm-hmm. It's the same with the psychic mind. So it's really important that we, A, ground and protect our energy with visualization so that we are asking the mind to tell our all our layers of our spiritual body, that we are only prepared to accept good energy and that negative energy cannot get through the protection that we place around us. So my particular method of grounding is to visualize roots running deep into the earth that are very gently wrapped around our legs and our ankles and our feet and that any energy that we might have accumulated just from day to day interactions with others leaves our auric field and travels down these routes to be transformed again into positive energy i would then ask for protection now i ask for archangel michael to protect me i ask for the angelic realms to protect i ask for my spirit guides to protect me we've all got a spirit guide even if you've never been introduced to yours or ever spoken to them i promise they are there so you can ask for that protection to be placed around you. Absolutely visualize your auric field being filled with light. Our aura is actually a big sort of egg-shaped glow that's 
at least two feet all around us, above and below us as well. And we reinforce that auric field with whatever we feel we need to be safe. I often, if I feel challenged, I'll armor plate mine. I'll put mirror on it, you know, so it's reflecting anything bad away. And with that combination, if you do that every day, if you practice that visualization and that meditation every day, you become stronger and stronger and stronger. So that when you do ask for a sign from your loved ones, you've already got your your team in place. You've got your armor on. You know, nothing Mm -hmm. can get through that. If something negative ever comes close, you feel it. Mm -hmm. You absolutely feel it. If someone that you love is coming through from spirit and connecting with you, all you will feel is that beautiful, warm, fuzzy, loving feeling that you would get when they were here and giving you a big hug, you know? You Mm -hmm. wouldn't feel that there was anything to be fearful of. You know, something negative radiates that stuff. And you feel it, and you react to it even if you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's a loved one, it's kind of like, you know when someone comes into the room, and you know who's in the house, but if someone were to come into the room and put their hands over your eyes, standing behind you and say, who, you know, guess who, you'd know who it was. And it's the same thing with our loved ones. You might not be able to see them, but you recognize the energy. You feel it. You, on some level, respond to that recognition of them on a soul level. So with practice, it becomes easier. Initially, if you were to ask someone to contact you and you hadn't put any grounding and protection in place, you might feel fearful when you sense a connection just because you don't understand what it is you're connecting with or you might be fearing it could be somebody awful. But if you've already asked for the protection and you've asked for your loved ones to step in and your guides to step in and keep that away from you, that's like a lovely big filter that just keeps the negative away. Excuse my neighbour's dog barking, by the way, if you can hear it. <laughs> I think it's the squirrel in the tree next to the house. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's with practice, basically, is the answer to that. We can start to recognise people's energy when they come through from spirit and distinguish it from just anything random. But I promise you, anything negative, you feel it. You absolutely understand what's in the room with you if it's negative because it radiates hostility. Yeah, hostility. That's 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 mm. the perfect way to explain that part of it, that that energy mm. feels hostile. It doesn't feel warm yeah. and fuzzy and loving. Um, yeah. we I have to share with everyone that um, our show today is only going to be 45 minutes instead of 60 minutes because... Kate did not change the length of time on the show. I'm so sorry. I thought I had them all changed, and I I was just seeing the time that we have left in the show, and I'm thinking, that's not right. And then I see it says right on here it's 45 minutes. So I apologize for that. We're going to be 15 minutes short today. But we do have a caller. We have several callers, but uh, we have one with her hand up. So uh, let's go ahead and take a call here, and we won't take any breaks today because the the calls – our show is going to be shorter, mm-hmm. but let's see. The last four numbers are 6949. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. What's your name? My name's Laura. Hi, Laura. Did you have a question Hi, for us? Um, are you doing readings? 
No, honey, we're not doing readings, but if you have a spiritual question, we could sure answer that. Um, well, I get signs all the time. Like, I'll get coins. I find them all the time by the car, usually in the parking lot. Wherever I end up parking, there'll be a coin where I pull up. Mm-hmm. And I get I get the lights. Sometimes I get feathers that will float down in front of me, or I'll find them on the ground. And I get the angel numbers. And I'm just wondering, how do you know what the signs mean when you're getting them? Rachel, I'm going to let you take that one. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Hi, Laura. Thanks for calling in. Um, Hi. What, what we tend to find with signs is that if we're going through something challenging, the signs are usually there to say, we're with you, we hear your thoughts, we're supporting you. And I tend to find more of the signs you were describing at those times. But sometimes it's just time to pay attention to whatever you were just thinking at that moment when the feather falls in front of you or that you spot the coin. You know, it's often pay attention to your thoughts. Because they're saying, right, what what you're thinking about right now, we are giving you the help you need. We're with you and we will keep answering the questions very subtly, often via gut instincts that we feel or with just thoughts that pop into our head about how to solve something without us really being aware beforehand of thinking about how, how to solve a problem, if that makes sense. Sometimes the answers just come seemingly from nowhere, but that's them that you know it's our loved ones it's our ancestors it's our guides saying yep we've got you back we are looking after you and that's what those signs always mean for me anyway i mean other people may say differently but every time a feather will drop down in front of me it's always in response to whatever i'm experiencing at that moment because hmm. it's Laura, count yourself lucky that it's feathers that fall down in front of you. My dad <laughs> sends spiders <laughs> on oh. webs that just drop down at eye level. <laughs> Be very grateful that they're feathers and <laughs> not spiders. And Sorry I interrupted you. What were you going to say? <laughs> I've had birds come up and land in front of me and just start tweeting at me. It's it's just it's so funny and <laughs> I have things that move move in my apartment too occasionally. So I don't know if if that's um I I don't know if that's spirit or is that someone that hasn't been able to cross yeah. over I don't know. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's spirit. that's spirit. Yeah, I mean stuff moves around here all the time and you know spirit can do something called a port which means they can take an object and actually hide it for a while, and then they'll bring yeah. it back, your attention. That's happened to me too. So, yeah, it happens to me so often. It's quite annoying at the time because it's usually something you yeah. need, like car keys. But mm-hmm. <laughs> what oh. they'll do is they'll do that to give you a message, to say, do we're you, with you, you know, pay attention you to your buzzing, thoughts. Do you get buzzing in your ear? Oh, now that's different. Buzzing in your ear is... Actually, the spirit world and your guides preparing you to receive clairaudience, which is the ability to hear spirit communication. So it's kind of like an engineer testing a phone line when you get the buzzing and the clicks 
sometimes electrical noises. Um, I was talking about this with one of my students the other day because she's had this going on for months and she's been checked out medically and there is no yeah. physical cause for it. And what's actually happening is that she is going up a gear spiritually in her ability to perceive spirit. So don't worry about those buzzing and electrical noises. If you get your hearing checked out and they tell you you're fine, I had that for over a year, a year have back you, in the day. Have you ever had um, visions appear in, like, in your – they've done it to me twice now where I, I think it's spirit, but I – it's like a kaleidoscope, a vision. It's like what you're looking at in front of you turns into a kaleidoscope. It's very mm. disconcerting. And yeah. I was driving one when time. That happened. Oh, okay. So what I was going to say to you is it depends on what's, what you're doing and what, what's happening as to whether that's physical or whether that's got spiritual meaning. There is um, something that happens on the edges of sleep. You know, as we're just going to sleep or just waking up, there is something mm. that can happen, that can, that, and that's got a physical world cause. It's nothing woo-woo. It is literally our brain misfiring between being awake and dream state, and it can sometimes be accompanied by a feeling of paralysis or a feeling that there's a presence in the room, and that is literally oh, just the brain happened. misfiring. Yeah, that's, that's just the brain misfiring. Yeah, that's not but paranormal. Now- Okay, but now the other thing is with the kaleidoscope stuff, mm. that's happened in the middle of the day. One time when I was sitting at my desk and another time while I was driving, actually driving, mm. and I covered up my eye and I still saw it. So then I covered up the other eye and I still saw it and I quickly covered up both eyes and, and I still saw it and took my hands down. And I, I still saw it. It was like an internal thing going on and it's happened yeah. to me twice. That kind of thing you I find I mean that's happened to me a handful of times. Yeah, and it's interesting because the, the times you just mentioned there are when we are actually in a kind of meditative state because we're on autopilot. You know, sitting at your desk doing something repetitive that you do all of the time, you kinda of switch off. And when you're driving you switch off because you you, you go into this it's almost like um an automatic way of acting because it's doing something we've done repetitively a thousand times before. And that can actually lull us into a meditative state very easily. So when that happens, that's usually because someone's trying to get some kind of message through. Now, what does a kaleidoscope mean to you personally? Has it got any kind of frame of reference for you? No. I, no. It's just like it, it's like whatever's in front of me becomes fragmented like a mm-hmm. kaleidoscope would when you're looking through it. Everything hey, in right. front of me becomes fragmented. And I don't know what what's going on with that. Why would they, what does that mean? Well, I'm sure Kate can add to this in a sec, but that is usually us being shown the um, the fragility between dimensions. You know, if you look into quantum physics, <laughs> which is a really hefty subject, um I'm reading more and more about it over the years, about the nature, the true nature of reality. And the fact is that this is just one of many dimensions and planes of existence. So when that happens and this dimension or, you know, what you can see around you with your own eyes starts to change, 
sometimes it can look like a heat shimmer or as you've described fragmented um that is actually you seeing how fragile that the veil is so you know it might yeah you might have more and more of that as time goes on obviously get yourself checked out you know have your vision checked and all the rest of it but I have experienced something similar myself. It's not a kaleidoscope effect, but I have experienced a visual disturbance now and then where you can see a ripple, which shows you that, you know, we are looking at more than what we can really see, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. That's that's fascinating. Mm. Yeah, well, I didn't touch. I didn't like it. Know it about happens what, you know. to me when I'm driving, though. When I'm driving, I really don't want it happening. No, that well, me out a little bit. Yeah, you can ask your guides to make sure that that doesn't happen again. I mean, I asked my guides years ago to stop showing me dead people, you know, like mm-hmm. hanging around, um, and they mm-hmm. did. They were able to switch that part off for me until I actually wanted to be able to see, and then switch it that down again. Um, Kate, what do you have to say about what's happening to Laura? Well, I've been listening, and this has been fascinating. I I love these kinds of conversations. It's so helpful, not just for us, but for others. Um, Mm. Before Jack passed, I was sitting here at my desk, and and, and Little Magic, he, he rarely sleeps on the desk, but he was asleep on the desk, and I was working, and he woke up, and he stood up and looked at the doorway and started growling. Uh-huh. And I, lo- I looked over at the door, and it wasn't a kaleidoscope effect, but it was that shimmer that there was, there was a, the ripples uh, of Jack's spirit. I could see him standing there. I didn't see, you know, like his face or his arm or his body, but it was a ripple of energy, and I knew that that was him. And Magic wasn't sure if he should be here. <laughs> oh. And, so I, I know that, 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 you know, I've had that experience. I even, um, w- we lived in a, a house that I, I went into the bathroom one day, and the whole room was doing that. It oh was just God. shimmering. And um actually walked in my daughter's room in the basement one day, and, and it was doing that. It was almost like um, a mirror ball was going on, and it was all rippling, and that's not what was happening in there. And, you know, it never has alarmed me because I've always been, like Rachel and I were discussing earlier, you know, surrounding ourselves with our angels and guides and asking for that protection. So I know it's just been a stepping stone of, one, them showing me that they're with me, and, two, to be open to a closer connection with spirit. Um, Have you been actively working towards a closer connection or are you taking any classes well i'm i i became a a reiki master uh, a few years back so that so i've been attuned but this actually all started i started getting signs back in 1990 Mm -hmm. i'd say in the last five years i've become closer where i'm doing a lot of reading um and i have taken the reiki and done Reiki shares. I haven't really done anything else with Reiki. Um, So, and when I'm doing the Reiki shares, I call any angels and I get the colors that will come into my mind when I'm doing it. So, And I know certain um, colors are associated with certain angels. So, it's, it's, it's different. It's very different. And I'm still getting used to the whole 
idea of it all, I guess you could say. So I, I'm very aware of when mm-hmm. I get the signs. I just haven't been. Let's put it this way: when they want me to get a real, when they really want me to get a message, they get it through to me. So in the morning, <laughs> if I have, mm-hmm. to, if they're warning me, like the, my car is going to break down, they'll wake, will give me images of something going wrong and even the sound that you know when you're in your car sometimes in my car it gives me a sound when I have to take it in for service Mm -hmm. so I heard that sound and I saw a green engine light hanging on my dash when I woke up so I knew something was wrong with the vehicle and sure enough that morning my radiator broke on the way to work so there was just different things but if they, and usually they'll give it to me in threes. In one day, they'll give me signs in, like, threes, increments of three. That's when they really want to drive it home to me because usually I'm obtuse and it takes me a while. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> well, I want to encourage you, Laura, to, you know, ask them. And just, you know, start talking more with your guides and, and get the answers to, okay, I know you're showing me this. Are you preparing me for something? And if what, what is it? Um, you know, to have that connection with spirit, in my mind, is the ultimate way of living life on Mother Earth. Having that connection with spirit to, one, have that loving support 24-7 because our friends and family you know, that people aren't always there for us, but our guides always are. And so we're yeah. never alone. But to have that support, and, and they, may, they may want you to go forward and teach, teach to others. Because, you know, you're not the only one who has these things happening to them and have, has these questions. And you living it the way you are then gives you a foundation for teaching others how to bring that awareness and that connection into the everyday life. See, and I'm I would be I'm I I've been thinking about doing that, but I want to I I can see myself doing that because I train people for a living in mm-hmm. the corporate world. Mm-hmm. So I would I could see myself giving seminars and doing that, but yeah, I want to get to a point where. I've mastered the communication part of it, and I don't feel that I have. I mean, I'm aware when they're sending me signs, but and that that in itself, I know, is something that not everybody is aware of, and I've, I'm grateful that I'm there, but I'm not to the point where I can communicate openly like you guys can, and I don't feel... I don't feel that I would be ready yet at the point... What, if I get to the point where... I can hear them and I can communicate with them, then I, I think at that point I would be ready to go out and teach, teach this to people. Yeah, that, that comes with practice. And that that's the only way that that will get clearer. You know, I mean, I, I've been actively working on my own psychic development for the past 25 years. So that's why it's so strong, because I've just kept going and going and going and kept practicing. So when you get your signs, I honestly feel that from my own experiences as a Reiki master teacher myself, when I tune others to Reiki, their natural clairvoyant ability to perceive anything supernatural 
just increases. Whether they were considering themselves to be psychically able at all makes no difference because after attunement to Reiki, they all seem to improve in that area. So the fact that you have gone to Reiki master level is going to be playing a part in the things you're perceiving now. So what I would do is encourage you to take classes or to seek out people like myself or Kate that offer mentorship, you know, session by session so that you can practice your skills, you can hone your ability. And it's just like I was saying earlier about, you know, training for a marathon. It's the same with your psychic development. The more you practice flexing that psychic muscle, the stronger it becomes and the clearer the messages become. So with your signs, when you get them at the moment, when you get one, just in that moment, right there, just really ask your guides and your loved ones, can you show me something that explains what this is a sign for? And you'll receive perhaps a powerful emotion. You might receive a powerful feeling in your solar plexus that what you're about to do that day is helpful to you or not helpful to you. So just practice with signs when you get them and just you'll start then to build your own frame of reference so and like write them down keep a journal and you'll notice that they'll give you certain feelings or certain thoughts that represent certain things another time as well so just practice 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 with what you get i will i will i i I thank you so much for that and laura that journaling that rachel was just talking about that is so important because when you start to write, sometimes, you know, just like she talked about, you know, you, you were focusing on something, you were doing something, but yet it was repetitive. So it's not something you were just totally aware of. You're kind of on autopilot. Well, when you start to write, a lot of times your guides will start sharing things with you. And next thing you know, when you reread what you've written, you'll find that they were giving you messages even in your writing that you don't even remember writing. Like automatic writing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And they'll use words that you don't use. I remember one day I asked for help in writing the Soul Kisses newsletter. This was years ago. And I typed up the newsletter, and then I read it, and I was like, whoa, that's really good. Who's here? <laughs> <laughs> and it was Archangel Metatron. At that time, I didn't even know there was an Archangel Metatron. And that, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah, I've yeah, been there too. It, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It is. And they make me laugh. They have a real sense of humor. You, oh, yes. Yes, yes they yeah, do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. When my, my dad will encourage my dog to go in, the puppy, to go into the bathroom and pull out the toilet paper roll. Uh, and I know that's where I, that comes from. But we've had to ask him not to do that. <laughs> well, do you know how they? You know how they got to me in 1990? How they broke through the veil to me finally? How was I was I was shopping for, and I was in a record store, and I saw an ABBA Gold CD, and I used to love ABBA, and I thought, I don't know why, but I feel compelled to buy this. I want. I'm going to buy it because. And I bought the CD, and I went home, and I was—I put it into my stereo, and I sat down to listen. And I'm listening to some of the songs, and I think it was like the third or fourth song, but there was a song on there that had the words, I believe in angels. 
And Mm -hmm. as those words were coming out, see, and it's funny because I used to wake up to the sound of my name being called out, but I would, you know how you can look, if you're looking forward, you see something out of the peripheral of your vision, but Mm -hmm. if you don't turn your, if you don't turn your attention to that, what's on its peripheral, you don't see it, you don't pay attention to it, you don't acknowledge it. So that's kind of where I was when I would wake up in the morning to the sound of my name being called out. Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually acknowledging it, but it was somewhere. Lord, let let me just stop you just for a moment because we're almost at the end of our 45-minute time. (laughs) Um, I'd love to hear the rest of what you have to say, but I just have to share with everyone that our we're we're at the 45-minute mark here, and we want to welcome you to be back with us in two weeks because we'll be back live sharing um, our experiences and answering your questions. And thank you so much for being with us today. Um, go ahead with your story, Laura. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So I was just, like, listening to the song, and it, the words were coming out, I Believe in Angels. And it was at that moment that com- combined with what I had been already experiencing, hearing my name called out, those two things combined, and I realized they prompted me to buy that music so that I would hear at that moment, I believe in angels, and realize that I had been hearing my angels and mm-hmm. that they were around me. And that was the beginning for me. So they use all and kinds they, of methods yeah. to get to us. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. isn't and- it? Yeah, it's awesome. And you've been seeing them on the periphery of your vision and having your name called out on the edges of sleep is because your brain is in theta state, which is in the same state that we're in when we do mediumship. Oh, uh, you wow. are Yeah, there you go. And you didn't know. Thank you. you didn't know. But that's something no. I actually tell people as I teach, that if you hear your name being called or snippets of conversation on the edges of sleep that's because you're passing down from alpha down through theta into delta deep sleep but whilst you're in theta on that edge there you're able to perceive things oh wow thank you so much I'm sorry I took up so much time I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah, you. we shared some wonderful information because people who are experiencing the same thing, they got a lot of their questions answered today, too, just because you were kind enough to call in and share with us what's been happening with you. Uh, well, thank you so much for your insights. I really appreciate it. And I will be going and um, practicing more with spirit, I promise. Thank you. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah? Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so I know that the this is still recording, so anyone who's still listening uh, to the recording of the program, um, again, thank you for being with us. We're so grateful for you. Have a lovely two weeks, and we will see you on November 17th. Bye-bye. Bye.